0: Welcome back to this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast, and man, it has been a minute. We got to stop having these so far apart, but we're back, and we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. But as always, I'm Jared Castillo, and I'm joined by
1: Jarrell Sales. Whoa, what's Jarrell Sales? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm excited. It's 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 NBA season, even though it's preseason, so I'm just happy to be here to talk about basketball. My Lakers won last night, and I'm feeling pretty good about it this season. How about you and your uh your small ball, six foot six, six foot seven <laughs> and under team, uh Jerry? No one over six foot ten allowed.
0: That's that's the rule. And uh you know what I saw the, the Warriors league game. I was uh, it's only one game, but cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic because that's all you can do right that's literally all you can do because chris paul hall of fame point guard but mm, we'll see we'll see how that all works out probably going to trade him but i'm not going to get into that right now maybe at some point if we do another podcast in the near future we'll talk about that but we shall see someone over 610 i hope but um yeah. That's we're if you guys haven't noticed already, we're going to be talking about our 2023-24 NBA season predictions, and there's going to be a lot of things to talk about. So we're going to try our best to condense everything and make it a little bit more palatable because it is a lot. Season's coming up really quickly, and yeah, let's just uh, if if you're ready,
1: I'm ready. Like call me SpongeBob, I'm- man.
0: You're ready. All right. Call me Squidward because I'm prepared. So I'm just trying to riff off you, man. It's been a while.
1: <laughs> and we'll get but there. It's, it's the preseason. You know, it's the preseason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get into form and exactly. to form. Exactly. It's all good. It's all good.
0: Exactly. But first <laughs> things first, what is your biggest storyline heading into the season? For me personally, we just talked about him how the Warriors incorporate CP3 because that's, uh you know what, CP3 by himself coming to the Warriors, admittedly, doesn't make them a championship contender. I mean, they picked up a nice few pieces. You know, they picked up Corey Joseph, Dario Saric, and then they drafted Trace Jackson Davis, who's, a, you know, a bigger player, and Brandon Pajemski, who's a guard. And tons of guards and Draymond Green still out, but my biggest storyline how will c p three coalesce with a group that he's been basically an antagonist for his entire career? How will that all work out? How will Steve Kerr work that out? And again, trying to get someone over six foot ten? That's my biggest storyline. it's It's gonna be interesting, so i'm I'm scared, but cautiously <laughs> optimistic, but we'll see how it goes. What about you, G?
1: So after you gave me that, I, I feel like I wanted to go two routes, like one as a fan of the Lakers, and then two, like just NBA entirely. But uh definitely for the Lakers, I think we're always a storyline. It's a lot of storylines within it. Like this is um our our championship arc. So there's just multiple storylines. Will it will it work? Will will the wood fit the system? Uh is our <laughs> size enough? Is our size big enough? Uh, to combat like the defending champions in the Nuggets. So there's a lot of storylines here. Who will be the fifth starter for the Lakers? Will Austin Reeves have a breakout season? Um, will LeBron James still perform? You know, will Anthony Davis finally get his flowers as one of the better players in the NBA? So I'm just so excited for, for the Lakers basketball. But definitely just thinking about NBA-wise, I think the biggest storyline might be where is the beard going? Where will he end up at? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on in Philadelphia? Because I know on the football side – Pretty well. Shout out to my Eagles, yeah. but for the NBA side, I don't know, man. You might have uh, Joel and asking for a trade if Harden doesn't get traded.
0: Yeah, and then it's a uh, trusting process all over again in Philly. But you bring <laughs> you bring up a good point with the with the Lakers, and I was reading something by Axios, well, not Axios, but um, Yahoo Sports this morning, and they said that throughout the next couple days, weeks, they'll be highlighting players in certain tiers depending on what kind of player they are today was tier three and they highlighted Anthony Davis and the rationale was tier three were players that were are all world, but they can't do it themselves. They need an extra player. So Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, you know, Devin Booker, things of that nature, Jamal Murray, right? Like clear number twos, but they need like a bona fide number one, to get to the promised land. And so, you know, it's interesting you bring up people giving Anthony Davis his flowers. Well, you know, what what's that saying you always say about um, you know, playing enough games, availability is what? Or durability is what?
1: Uh, ability? <laughs> durability is an ability? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's been too so, long, man. It's preseason, man. I got to got to shake the rust off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're we're 0 for 2 right now. We're shooting bricks, but it's okay. We got time. We got time. Forty-eight minutes in a game. You don't oh. lose the game in the first 12 minutes, or in this case, the first six minutes of a podcast. So we're we're still good. But you you talk about Christian Wood. What is your ideal fit for Christian Wood on this Lakers team? Because for me, I'm not a Lakers fan. I don't really follow the Lakers, but I don't I I hoped he would be like the super sub in Dallas, and I'm hoping that he will be something similar in Los Angeles because, you know, they have a really good defensive big in AD so they can slide in and, you know, LeBron is still great at defense when he wants to. So you have all of these pieces. Austin Reeves tries. He's pretty good. So how would you see Christian Woods fit just really quickly?
1: Uh, Just for perspective given a comparison more recently that Bobby Portis role for the Bucks, mm. and for our Lakers fans that Lamar Odom role. So if he can really buy into just coming off the bench and basically being the sixth starter, sixth man uh, and just score stretch the floor and just be somewhat active defensively. Like, you know uh, if he could fill that role, I think we'll be solid. We'll be set. Cause that just gives us a different um, it similar to what Thomas Bryant was, you know, uh thomas bryant had an offensive punch but i feel like i don't feel like christian wood is better than thomas bryant so if mm-hmm. he can just fill that role and and maximize it i think we'll be set
0: all right all right you heard it here but
1: first speaking of six man <laughs> uh the warriors who is the six man what's the starting lineup y'all got chris paul hall of famer so similar to kind of christian wood it's a clunky fit like a clunky fit a little bit so what you think hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely clunky. I feel like it's one of those situations where once Draymond gets healthy because he twisted his ankle, he's out for a couple weeks. Once Chris Paul is firmly entrenched and Draymond Green comes back, I think he will be that six man because earlier in the off season, he was very adamant and saying, oh, I'm I did you speak to the coach? Are you the coach when asked about his status as, you know, a starter or a bench player? So I think it'll be one of those situations where he'll understand that he is not he's not going to play 30 28 minutes anymore cuz he's 38. He's old and he can break down at any point. The Warriors brought him in because they were you know they were one of the worst teams in the league when it came to turnovers and Chris Paul holds on to the rock. And they're going to need that guy to play for as long as they can. So whatever they need to do to convince him, he will be coming off the bench. He will be their sixth man. And if he doesn't, well, he'll be on the first flight out of, you know, the Bay area. I feel like, because you have to buy in, right? Like if you look at, if you look at the Popovich dynasty, if you look at the Kerr dynasty, if you look at the, you know, all of these different dynasties, what's the first thing that comes up? You have to buy in. You have to be a part of the system. You can't be an outlier. So that's a, that's what I am hopeful that will happen in the Bay Area, but what do I know? I'm just a dude,
1: right? Yeah, I th- I, yeah. I thought they brought Chris Paul in because uh, Jordan Poole got punched out, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, if it's a well, turnover thing, so <laughs> the business end
0: turns the business end. But, anyways, we're talking about the Warriors and the Lakers, and they both have a very good chance of making it. To the NBA Finals, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Nobody knows. Hindsight's 120. But my question to you, G, is who do you think will sit atop the Western Conference?
1: Oh, man. So this was honestly pretty interesting when you think about it. Like, I looked at your list, too, and I was like, okay, let's see the comparison here. Um, So I don't know if I should start at the bottom or the top.
0: It's up to you, man. Whatever works for you.
1: All right. So I guess we're gonna start off. Uh I think that are we going with our, our list, like our rankings, yeah, or well, who is coming out, who's gonna to go to the finals?
0: Let's do who you think will sit atop the West, and then we'll do the list later.
1: Uh well, I'm going I'm retracting then. I think the Nuggets are gonna be the first seed. <laughs> I All think right. the like, nuggets are gonna be the first seed. I initially put Lakers, um, but you know, I, for some reason, I feel like they're going to be able to, you know, um, they're going to take a lot more game serious. They're not going to get any serious injuries or people sitting out, um, just like how they did the past couple of seasons. They've always been, been a top three seed. They're the defending champions. So I think they're going to get that number one seed, but they're not coming out of the West for sure.
0: OK, fair enough. Fair enough. And for me, I have the Lakers. Um, what Rob Palenka did in the offseason was just devil magic. I don't know how that happened got got Rui back, kept D'Lo, got rid of Malik Beasley, got Austin Reeves back, and then, which, you know, he's primed for a breakout. And then, like we said, Christian Wood, all of these different players that nobody thought the Lakers would get, they all get. So I'd be hard-pressed to pick anyone else except for the, other than the Lakers, to make it to the top of the standings once all 82 games are done. The Nuggets, I feel like there's going to be some sort of, like, championship hangover. I feel like because that's that's happened to a, a lot of teams. You saw it with the Bucks. You saw it with the Warriors last season. You saw it with literally, um, yeah, the Lakers. There's always that hangover. They're always like, okay, well, we won the championship. Let's take it easy. We know what to expect now, and that never really goes well for anyone. So I feel like with all that's being with all that Rob Plink is done, I feel like the Lakers are uh, are at the top there. But um, you mentioned the list, so because I'm let me just segue into this my overall western conference standings i have the lakers at one nuggets at two Warriors at three suns at four which i'll get to in a little bit kings at five the grizzlies at six the clippers at seven and then the thunder mavericks pelicans timberwolves jazz and spurs and rockets all of them are vying for the for those playing spots and then the last team obviously the trailblazers they're not doing anything they're just done at this point they're they're gonna build they're gonna start from scratch scorched earth dame's gone who knows what's gonna happen there but yeah that's that's who i have
1: interesting (laughs) definitely you got them you got the warriors up there hi man
0: yeah dude uh you know represent duh
1: i feel it i feel it i think we got some similar uh teams in that top six seed that don't have to really worry about the play-in um So I think at number one, I have the Nuggets. Uh, Again, I feel like they're going to be top seed. doesn't mean that they're going to make it to the finals. Um, The Kings, I have the Kings at number two. And at that lucky, yeah, I will talk (laughs) about that. At number three, I have, you know, my Lakers, of course, the best team in the West, although they won't have the best record. That's okay. Uh, The Grizzlies at four, the Suns at five. We have the Clippers at six. The Warriors, I have the Warriors at seven. The Mavericks oh. at eight, Thunder, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Jazz, Spurs, Blazers, and then the worst team in the West is going to go to the Rockets. I don't know what's okay. going on over there.
0: All right. Well, two things re- to address. The Kings at number two. Do tell.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is it? L- light the beam. Light the beam. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Kings the Kings are going to take the regular season serious. And I was looking at uh, past podcast episodes, and I was like, ah, the Kings in five years aren't going to make the playoffs. And they, they proved <laughs> me wrong. Uh, so I just think they're going to have a good follow-up season. Um, they didn't really lose anybody. They got rid of Rashawn Holmes. Uh, they really have the same core. I, I'm hoping that Ke- Keegan Murray it just gets even better. But I just yeah. think with the camaraderie that they have, Mike Brown at the at the coach uh, head as the head coach, I just believe that they can they can definitely be a top three seed this year. They were last year, weren't they?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Get um, your warriors. Yeah, top five, top three.
0: Yeah, I think it was three six, and then the Warriors beat them in seven because uh, Steph went God mode, Super Saiyan God mode, and dropped fifty on them and then Jason Tatum did more in this whatever. Anyways, uh yeah, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. I will give them that. Plus they added a Euroleague MVP Sasha Vizenkov, which Okay. By everything that I've seen, dude, he can like he can stroke it so good. Like he is one of those people that he you can't just leave him open. Any sliver of daylight, he's going to drain it. Like that guy is he is something else. Like when you talk about best shooters in Europe, He's probably one of the best, if not the best, shooter in Europe right now. What then made it to the NBA? So, but real quick, Warriors as a playing team, disrespect.
1: I just the Western Conference is tough. Yeah, and yeah, I just feel like I don't know, man. The size is going to get to y'all. I'm not doubting Curry. I'm not doubting Curry. I still feel like the Warriors are going to make the playoffs. Y'all still dangerous. Nobody wants to face them. But I just feel like. Y'all, y'all, the biggest, the big, (laughs) the tallest player that y'all have is Dario Sari and Kevon Looney. I mean, he does his thing, but I just, I just feel like, I just, nice. I just feel like (laughs) the size is going to get to y'all. You got Chris Paul for podcast listeners. I'm, (laughs) I'm doing the Reggie Miller here. He's, he's a choker. And I don't know, man. I just, look, I like the Warriors. Y'all nice. Y'all dangerous. Curry's the best shooter alive. But I just feel like that size is going to get to y'all.
0: So in that sense, then, are the Warriors your most surprising team in the West? Because you have them rated so, I wouldn't say so low, but you have them kind of like in that almost in the playoffs, but almost could miss it at the same time. (sighs) No,
1: they're not. (laughs) It's not a surprise to me. It's not a surprise to me. I think the most surprising team in the West will be the Kings. Because number two back to back the kings property franchise top 3c one year and then they improve the second year i think they might be the shocker for me the warriors is not a shock for me like i i'm rating them 7th but they can be falling anywhere between i think 4 and 7 and they're going to be dangerous regardless but i think the kings if they can dynasties and good teams have good records multiple years consistency we look at the grizzlies we look at the nuggets mm-hmm. we look at the dreaded boston celtics and i think the kings are building something they might be building something. They might be lighting that beam a little bit. But what are your thoughts? what is What is your uh, what is your most surprising team of Western Conference?
0: For me, it's um, for well, before I get into that, um, that's a solid pick with the Kings because it seems like they had no noticeable detractions and they had a lot of good additions. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Kings winning maybe 52, 55 games this year, if that. I, personally, I feel like anything less than 45 wins is a disappointing season for the Kings, especially after last season. But Definitely. that's just me. Um, for me, the most surprising team, probably the Suns, because they added Devin Booker. They had, they added, you know, Utah Watanabe. They added Eric Gordon. All of these pieces that is supposed Bradley to Bill. work. And Bradley Beal, yes. <laughs> the, the elephant in the room, Bradley Beal, yes. They added, they added Bradley Beal. And also, uh, I just remembered a couple of days ago, Frank Vogel is now their coach, which I'm like, he won a championship, what is it, 2023, three years ago? So not a bad pick, but how is he going to to figure out what makes KD not necessarily tick, but work, right? Or Devin Booker or Bradley Beal? How is he going to make that trio work, especially considering that... There, everyone probably has them as what the top seed in the West now. The number uh, one, no, the, have their sights set on them? No, nah, so you didn't put them there. Well, oh, yeah, I, that's why I'm saying they're going to be the most surprising team in the West because they're. I'm figuring like there will be some sort of like issue because Kevin Durant led teams, KD led teams, often have these issues. Just look at the Brooklyn Nets, right? Have these issues where things fall apart. So that's what I'm thinking of. That's why they're going to be the most surprising because they won't live up to expectations. I feel like just by recent history, you you can see it. Like Devin Booker, he's, you know, he made it to the finals with Chris Paul. And then since then they got blown out, you know, and they haven't been as successful as before. KD tried to make it work in Brooklyn. That failed miserably. That was a disaster. And then Bradley Beal, he's just there he He was with Washington and then nothing happened how does he do with a super team now at all on kD how does he make that super team work so that's my surprising team in the West I don't know if you know any thoughts on that before we we fly across the coast or across the country to the other coast
1: I mean i I, I see what you're saying I surprising in the sense that they're not going to live up to their uh what they're projected to be but i just feel like it's going to be tough uh defensive minded head coach with all that offense but we'll see we'll see made it work in la
0: i mean pandemic obviously right but you know made it work so
1: yeah we had a little bit more defenders (laughs) yeah shout out danny Green. shout out kcp and anthony davis
0: yeah and uh one of the mori twins right
1: yeah yeah we had yeah. one of them, small ball. One of them. Small ball. One of them.
0: Won. Yeah. Now the <laughs> other was the one in the random aside, the one that won the 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 championship with the Lakers. Does he play for the Clippers now or the Heat? Or neither?
1: Mark. Neither Marcus plays for the Clippers. Markeith was the one that played for the Lakers. Uh he's a Maverick. Is he a Maverick? I don't know what team he on actually.
0: Yeah, I remember he I got his no back blown out by uh, by Jokic, and then he stopped playing. So, wow. <laughs> that, that's what happened, right? He got like a, a his back got messed up or something? Cause, yeah, that, like his, that was
1: just an interesting combination of words there.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of the heat, now we, we fly over to the Eastern Conference, and you know what? I... I don't believe the heat will sit atop the Eastern conference. I do believe it's a toss up between the bucks and the Celtics, but I'm leaning more to the bucks because, you know, they got Dame, they re-signed Chris Middleton, they re-signed Brooke Lopez, their main core. And get this, this is the kicker. They signed Robin Lopez. So. Wow. That, that is the needle moving. Wow. Move of the offseason. But in all seriousness, like it's the bucks, man, like, uh, uh, yeah, they do have a a rookie head coach and Adrian Griffin, but you have Giannis, you have Dame, you have Chris Middleton, you have Brooke Lopez, and how does you know how does all of that fit? We'll see, but it's kind of hard to go against them. But then again, at the at the same at the same time, you have the Celtics. They added KP, they added Drew Holiday, and they extended Jalen Brown while also getting rid of Grant Williams and Marcus Smart and Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. So I feel like the Celtics' subtractions are a little bit more than their additions, but what say you?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm trying to figure out which out of the two, uh, but I've, I, for some reason I forgot that the Bucks got rid of uh, Mike Bootnose. Yeah. That's a coach. Yeah, so I don't see a rookie head coach coming in and saying, hey, like, I, I don't know. I'm going to give the – I don't I hate to say it, but I'm gonna give the first seed to the Celtics. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to them. Uh just the camaraderie. They still have decent amount of their core. They have uh uh their head coach that's been there for a minute. I would like it to be the Bucs. Um uh, but I think the Bucs will be probably like the two seed uh but I'm gonna give it to the Celtics, unfortunately.
0: Ugh. Yeah, you think you think the combo of uh, Tatum and Brown, even though Brown can't go left, I mean that's something we both share. We can't, we both can't go left. But <laughs> you think that's enough to to push them through a Giannis led Buck squad?
1: See, I wouldn't say that. I have the Bucks over them, uh, but I do like that they have a defensive minded point guard. They this probably Drew Holiday might be the best point guard that they've, they've had since. Dare I say it, Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. Um, so I think on paper, aside from losing Robert Williams, the Celtics look solid. I'm not going to cap, man, like drew holiday, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, Al Horford somehow still is yeah. out there doing his thing. <laughs> and not and if, I'm not even going to say if KP can stay healthy, but like, I don't know. It just, it, it seems like it works. You can go five out there. You know, you could go inside, mm-hmm. you can have, uh, our Horford serve as, you know, the, um, top of the key and reversing the ball you know jason tatum is phenomenal so i just feel like that in a regular season it's gonna be tough but uh over they i don't think they'll be able to stop the bucks i don't know just Damien damian lillard this might be his only chance so this might be a, a very efficient 25 points a game damian yeah. lillard here
0: <laughs> yeah i can see that i mean the my thing with the uh With the Celtics in particular is, yeah, you kind of have like you have defenders all over the all over the court. But my thing is, we saw when the Warriors took on the Celtics and, you know, the finals, whenever they would switch Horford onto Curry, Curry would just abuse Horford
1: barbecue and chicken.
0: Exactly. Exactly. He was that was finger looking good for the Warriors. And so you got to wonder, like, all right, well, other team, the NBA, everyone's smart. They're not going to be like, okay, well, the Warriors did this one time. Let's never do it again. If they see that, they're going to do it consistently. And so my thing is, how will the Celtics adjust to that? Was it by bringing in more length in KP? Or was it bringing in Drew Holiday? You know, you kind of have to wonder those things, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So you, you made mention of it. You had... The Bucks over the Celtics. So, what's the rest of your Eastern Conference standings look like?
1: All right. So, I know I just switched up on us, but I'm gonna say that the Celtics <laughs> get that number one seed. Uh, right. The Bucks will be at number two. Uh, the third seed going with the Heat. They make away somehow. Jimmy Butler. No. We don't know which evolution of Jimmy Butler we're <laughs> gonna get, but that he, they, he makes it happen. Uh, the fourth seed. I'm gonna roll with the Cavaliers. Fifth okay. seed is going to be the 76ers. I think that they're just, it's, it's time to do something different. Uh, the the Surpriser, we'll talk about that later. Sixth seed mm. is the Nets for me. Uh, oh, yeah. Seventh, the Knicks. So, you know, New York connection there. Eighth, Hawks. And then following goes the Bulls, the Raptors, the Hornets, the Pacers, the Magic, the Wizards, and the worst team in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Yeah! Shout out to any
0: fans in Detroit. I feel bad for you guys. Nobody knows what they're doing. Apparently, we Not don't know what they're too. doing. Like <laughs> the the front office doesn't know because they have two former number two picks trying to fight for that backup center spot. Nobody knows what they're doing up there, but they got a decent ish core with Cade Cunningham, right?
1: Yeah, and and, and Jaden Ivey. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow! Keith Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart. Keely and Hayes. Wow, we're just pulling players out of the blue. Who are these folks, man? This is crazy. These are like lottery yeah. pick players, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow. Joe Harris, too, is over there now.
1: Joe Harris. Wow. Yeah. What a, a terrible better... way to end off your career. Oops, I'm sorry, Detroit. Oh, I'm so sorry, Detroit.
0: Yeah. University. I mean, I, at least I have a better Shvi Makai look.
1: We're, we're, we're forgetting the GOAT. Is it <laughs> Bojan Mandanovic? Oh my Boban? God! Get him off of that! No, not Boban. Bo Bo Bojan, the small forward.
0: Bojan, Bojan Bogdanovic.
1: Bo, okay, Bojan Bojan. You know who I'm talking <laughs> about? The small forward, the wing, the three point shooter. I can light it off up that and- team. Yes, he needs to get. Ooh. I had to. I I the, I, I emphasized the Jean, the English Jean, yeah. because you know we got Boban, we got Bojan, Bojan. We got Bogdan. Bogdan, there's all that b- baba, baba, all that stuff going on. But you know what I'm talking about? They need to buy him out. He need to come on to the Lakers,
0: <laughs> bro. If like I don't know what it was, but I remember last year at the trade deadline, the Pistons wanted at least two first rounders for him. Like he's <laughs> good, but he's not that good. He's not two first rounders good. Maybe like to do what to la-
1: draft the next uh, Anthony Bennett. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, I'm sorry, Detroit. My bad. I got to I don't know why I'm the giving Marco? all this hate to Detroit. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm. Wow. Good Lord.
0: I mean, they already got two two centers, Marvin Bagley and like what's his face? Uh, oh yeah, my boy James oh. Wiseman.
1: I'm like, how are you gonna forget that? Yeah, over Lamelo. Oh my God.
0: And, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> we all make mistakes. We all learn from them. We learn not to do that again. But yeah, I mean, for me. Your, your bottom three are basically the same as my bottom three. I have the Wizards, Magic, and Pistons in that order 13, 14, 15. And then for the rest, I have the Hornets, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Hawks, Bulls. Those guys, well, the Knicks, those teams are going to be fighting it out for the playing tournament. And then I have the Sixers because, you know, nobody knows what's going on with James Harden. He's showing up to practice, but you don't know what James Harden you're going to get. Um, So I have the 76ers as the fifth seed. And then my top four in reverse order, I have the Heat at the fourth spot, the Cavs at third, the Celtics, number two, and then the Bucks at number one. I really feel like, you know, the Heat, despite missing out on, on all the, you know, all the names linked to them. Like, I think what Bradley Beal and Dame was uh, linked to the, uh, to the Heat at this point or during the off season. So even though they missed out, I still feel like they can make it into the top four because of Jimmy Buckets. And I'm not going against coach Spo. I probably never will. Cause he's probably the best coach in the NBA. Um, I know Greg Popovich is still there, but like recent history, right. You know, finals in two of the last four years, but was it two of the last four years? 2020, 2020. and then last season,
1: Last season, yeah.
0: Yeah, because it was Bucks yeah. and um Celtics, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bucks and Celtics I mean, and then no, Bucks and Sun. Wait a minute. Okay, continue. I'm <laughs> tripping. Eastern Conference. Go ahead. I was like, right, yeah, never mind.
0: I'm tripping. Yeah. No worries. But um yeah, and I feel like even though the heat they didn't make shattering moves I feel like they still did enough to kind of like warrant some sort of like respect for them and I feel like that's why they're going to be the most surprising team in the east for me because like I said they missed out on all these players but the culture that Spo and Pat Riley has built is probably stronger than any singular player so I feel like they can they have a lot of what is it called like um, family knowledge or whatever that term is, where it's just the insiders. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. So with that knowledge in, in mind, I feel like they, they're still able to make a run for it. I mean, why not?
1: Definitely. I agree. Yeah, Nothing, much. nothing has changed too much.
0: Yeah. Don't... Uh, don't... I forget, man, I keep forgetting all these, like, sayings, but, like, yeah, don't... <laughs> Don't don't mess up the foundation or whatever, but what about you G? Don't
1: sweat the technique. Uh right, what out about out. me?
0: Eric B. Rakim.
1: Yes, sir. All right. So I, I already hinted at it. The Nets. The Nets are gonna be the surpriser East team in a positive mm. way, of course. They have they have a team full of glorified role players. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I just I just I feel like the Nets, they they're gonna have fun. I don't. Huh. I'm not expecting Ben Simmons to go out there and be Ben Simmons. Or maybe he will be Ben Simmons, whichever way you look <laughs> at it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but just, I guess, watching the preseason game, um, seeing the games last season, uh, with uh, Mikhail Bridges taking that that jump. Uh, uh what's the guy with that
0: Cam name, Johnson. Bro?
1: cam johnson there we go like look at these like i say mccall mccall bridges can definitely make an all-star team but like mm-hmm. cam johnson no offense to spencer dinwiddie uh all the other switchy wings they have and nick claxton cam like, thomas. these are awesome cam thomas they they have players out there like for some reason like this is the brooklyn nets that they that i feel like you need all there's missing to me honestly is like a superstar player if you put a superstar player which it was supposed to be ben simmons if you put a superstar mm-hmm. player on this team they're gonna be top top in the East, I think. But since they don't have that superstar player, I feel like they're going to just surprise some teams because there are a lot of role players here. They, you never know. It's like you never know what you're going to get. You might have somebody just go off. Cam Thompson might go off for 340 straight uh, uh, 340 game 340 point game straight like he did last season. You never know.
0: Yeah, yeah and you you mentioned all those names. I feel like McCobb Bridges, he can average what, 25 now? Because he's not right
1: yeah i think so because his game with the suns was like you're a three and d guy but he would still get to that mid-range spot like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. he can still i look at him as a three level score i don't know yeah. necessarily like you know doing luka Doncic and james harden step back threes and whatnot but if ben simmons can average more than 6.9 assists a game and and you know set Mikhail bridges up for some more buckets i definitely could see him averaging 25 a game
0: yeah that'd be nice um I feel like with with Mikel averaging twenty five, Cam Johnson maybe averaging eighteen to twenty, Cam Thomas averaging fifteen, and then Spencer Dinwiddie fifteen to seventeen. That's a solid squad, and then you got Ben Simmons coming up the rear, just rounding everything out. Like I feel like it's you have a solid foundation there. It reminds me of um those those Nets teams from a couple years ago when it was D'Lo and Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris and all them making. Making all that noise. I think it was against what Philly or something like that. Like it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a competitive series in the playoffs, but it was fun to watch. Like
1: yeah, I I definitely like. Do you feel the vibes I'm getting from this team? Like it's a fun yeah. vibe. Like there's no there's no star. Like we all know that Mikhail Bridges is the guy, but I just feel like get yours. Here's the ball. I would yeah. just watch you do your thing. And I feel like it's, I don't know. Yeah.
0: In a weird way, it's like. It's like the '04 Pistons, but less, right? Because that squad, yes, you had Chauncey, yes, you had a, uh, you had Tayshaun and you had all these players, but there was no ego, I guess. And I feel like with this Nets team, there is, there's not a lot of players with massive egos that can like sabotage the team, you know. I, that, I guess that's the vibe that I'm getting. I don't know if that's yeah. the same vibe or what.
1: I I, I I see the vibe. Yes, I definitely yeah. get the vibe.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well who knows, right? Hindsight, we'll see. But shout out to the Nets. Well a team with good vibes and hopefully that you know, we've seen what happened with Ben Simmons over the last couple of years. Hopefully the vibes stay intact. Immaculate perfect perfection, you know, all that. We'll see. But we have a we have a couple awards that we want to get to. There's a quite a bit, so we'll try to not necessarily speed run, but we'll see what how quickly we can get through this, but so first of all, who is your pick for MVP? My pick, Jason Tatum. If, if, and if only if the uh, Celtics get the best record in the league.
1: <sighs> I want this to be a little different here. Like I, I, I I'm trying to think of who. I, initially, I was going to say Luca, but if I'm putting the Mavericks at barely making the playoffs, he don't deserve yeah. that MVP. So. I feel like it's about time that Jason Tatum. I agree with you. If they have the best record in the East, then give it give it to him. But in the East, I feel like if they have the best record in the entire NBA, give it to him. But at the same time, I feel like we're either going to see Jokic get another one, Giannis get another one. It's going to be one of those two getting another one because I don't I don't realistically see outside of Jason Tatum who would be a new MVP winner. Yeah. Like, like unless unless the Mavericks are have a top three record, then I'll give it to Luka. But if not, it's, it's either Jason Tatum or a previous winner, Jokic or Giannis.
0: You know, I thought about it the same way you did, but then I also thought about it as in the, the sense of voters probably have uh, fatigue voting for the same couple people. So that's always a big narrative in... That's big. That's always a big factor in determining who wins the the award is the narrative. And right. with these t with these two players winning four of the last five, I guess uh, MVPs. I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, Joel. I don't think Joel Embiid. No offense to to Embiid, but I don't think he's going to win it again. Like, unless definitely not. Unless the Sixers win sixty two games, I don't see them winning again. But. Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum for the two of us. What about Defensive Player of the Year?
1: It's time to give this man his flowers. <laughs> if he does not get a Defensive Player of the Year, I don't see the argument. Like, I, Anthony Davis, man, he should have he, – he like, did you see the rankings that ESPN or whoever dropped about the – what MB, NBA GMs – I should have saved it. NBA GMs voted the top four, like, best defensive players in the league are?
0: No, I wasn't able to see that, but go ahead.
1: Okay, let me see. Ah, oh, man. If I, okay, I don't have the graphic, but I believe number one was Giannis. Mm-hmm. Kawhi was in there with oh, Lord, Drew Holiday was probably number two, Marcus Smart was number three, and I think it was Kawhi and Jaron Jackson tied at four. Now, somebody fact check me, you can put it in the comments, let the brother know. But for Anthony Davis to be as an honorable mention with other folks, like what are we doing? I understand a dude didn't, he he played like three games less than Jaron Jackson. If you're not watching NBA basketball and you just hate the Lakers, how can you not say Anthony Davis is not a top three, <laughs> top two defensive player in the NBA? Yeah. Like, come on. He changes. He's our defensive anchor. If you look at the Lakers play, a lot of things get funneled to Anthony Davis. He has to do a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen him block somebody backwards, like backhand. We talk about mm-hmm. Odell Beckham and all these one-handed catches in the NFL. But did you ever see somebody block a shot without even looking behind them? Come on, bro. Yeah. And it's not just that. It's switchy. Like, you know, I'm not saying he's going to lock down a guard, but tough. Good luck. When mm. you Anthony Davis switches on you defensively. <laughs> uh, so it's my tough. all that to say, uh, we said most valuable player. Uh defensive player of the year, it's gonna be Anthony Davis. He deserves okay. a defensive player of the year. Definitely.
0: Okay. Um it's interesting. You you talk about how Anthony Davis just changes games defensively. Like if you looked at the Warriors series last season, Warriors Lakers series, he was just unstoppable, I know offensively, but defensively as well. Like the Warriors couldn't get anything up the rim. And you have to figure that you said he played three fewer games than uh Dran Jackson did last year.
1: I believe so. It wasn't even considered for defensive player of the year. It was between Jaron and Brooke Lopez, I believe.
0: Okay. Well, if I remember correctly, like Jaron Jackson played 64 games, right? And then that would make Anthony Davis playing 61 games. And with, I think also another another thing to consider here is the availability, right? Because the NBA instituted new rules where if people want to win uh, new awards or new awards, if they want to win awards, they have to abide by the new rules, which states that they have to play at least sixty five games. So if A D plays more than sixty five games, he's got it in the bag. Um but And I'm fact me, checking right now, he
1: played fifty six games last season.
0: Okay, so a little bit a little bit more than uh a little bit less than Jaron uh Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson played sixty sixty three. Okay. So
1: a little so bit so seven games.
0: Yeah. So if AD can play 65 games next year, he's got it in the bag. But surprisingly enough, uh, I feel like for me, it's going to be, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. If he win, if he plays 65 games, because he's the claw, man. What, what can you say?
1: It's.
0: mm. Yeah. Okay. I I don't (laughs) know why I made that face. Yeah, you're right. It's a big, (laughs) but, but, Dude, he's a he's a monster. So if he can play 65 games and the Clippers are able to with PG and whoever they decide to get, be it uh, James Harden or if they don't even get James Harden, like I feel like Kawhi anchors that defense and he will anchor the Clippers defense and he will, you know, win another defensive player of the year. That's just my my hope. I personally like Kawhi. So a little bit of bias there peek behind the curtain, but that's my pick. But you, uh, you mentioned it at the start of the show, G, six, six man for the Warriors. Well, for me, I feel like Chris Paul will win six man of the year. If the Warriors are a top four seed, he's able to complement the Warriors very well. There's no way CP3 doesn't win this, in my opinion, in my opinion, because aside from a championship, he's had every other accolade. Why not add another one? Another one for you?
1: Another one. Yeah. Uh, what do you think his stats would be to win that award?
0: for him? Probably. What was uh Steve Nash's MVP year? Like 15, 10 and a couple of rebounds, right? Something like that. 50, 40, 90.
1: I believe so. And one year was 18.
0: Yeah. 18. I
1: feel, I feel like it's
0: going to be 13, nine, maybe three rebounds and, you know, 45, 38, 88, Sheesh. In about twenty seven minutes a game, why not? Sheesh! What?
1: Damn. Okay, it's... in my mind the thirteen points a game. I was thinking that too, but the nine assists, I I was thinking like thirteen and six. You know what, what did Malcolm yeah, Brogdon I... put up? What did Malcolm Brogdon put up? He just one six man, right?
0: Yeah, uh, vamp for a little bit. I'll, I'll look it up. But
1: All I right, was thinking so that I, too. I, Yeah, I. I I can see that. I, I'm I'm gonna go a little different here and just pick somebody that I don't think we were thinking of. The Knicks never get love, so I'm gonna give some love, <laughs> love to the Knicks. I said the most surprising team will be the Nets. Shout out to New New York, New Jersey, wherever, that area, East Coast. But yeah. I'm gonna give it to Emmanuel quickly. A lot of wow. the times, yeah, a lot of the time, six men of the year is who can score the most points off the bench. Shout out to Tyler Hero and Lou Williams. Anyways, uh I, I think Emmanuel quickly, he might. Just surprises and average. I say like sixteen points. I know that's not a lot, but it is a lot in the NBA. Sixteen points off the bench. Uh, huh. What else do the Knicks got going on there? Julius Randle signed
0: with the uh, with Skechers.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey man, this is. I mean, I guess so. You know, that's good for him.
0: Yeah, good Get for him. Bag, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Dante DiVincenzo and. Um... He's he on over there, paired up yeah, with yeah uh, I like Hunter. yeah
1: I like him definitely the Villanova uh Knicks, <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> all they missing is the Mikhail Bridges, and who knows well they almost there Burson, Josh Hart, Dante, Josh Hart yeah him. yeah the, that's why Villanova Knicks <laughs>
0: yeah a uh, uh, real quick uh for Malcolm Brogdon uh 14.9 4.2 rebounds 3.7 assists on 48 44 and 87 last year.
1: That's pretty good. I'm going to just round up. Like that's pretty good. Six man. Yeah.
0: 15 4 and 4 essentially and almost 50 40 90 splits, yeah. I I can see Chris Paul yeah. doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he, he going to average more assists. I I I could see him doing that. I say I, yeah. I that. And
0: then IQ probably, what, 18, 3, and 2? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I think he can do it. I think he can fill that Lou Williams role, that Jamal Crawford role. Just get buckets.
0: Yeah. Shout out J.R. Smith, too.
1: Yep. Shout out J.R. Smith, man. I saw yeah. a clip, just random fact here. I saw a clip <laughs> on TikTok talking about the smoothest jump shots, and I didn't, I didn't realize how smooth J.R. Smith's shot looked. He got a smooth oh. jump shot.
0: He does. Yeah. And he uh, and he made people watch man fly. So, yeah. Shout out. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of smooth jump shots, who is your most clutch player of the year? I I know it was debuted last year. De'Aaron Fox won it. But who's your guy?
1: Uh. Oh, it's getting kind of chilly in here. It's kind (laughs) of getting cold. I'm just spreading the love around Trey mother effing young. Trey Young, I think he's going to be the most clutchest player of the season. I'm ready to see some. I'm ready to see Trey Young. Just, I don't, I don't think he gives the love he deserves, bro. Be averaging 25 Mm. plus and 10 assists a game. Like, come on, man. I I think he's going to be clutch this year. He's going to hit some some crucial buckets. Although the Hawks, the Hawks don't look, don't look too good. (laughs) I think he's going to get some some buckets, man. What about you? Who you who you got?
0: I mean, you know what time
1: it is. What, what, what time is it?
0: It's Dame time in Milwaukee. I mean, come on. Do I need to say more? Like uh, You don't, man. Jesus. Yeah. Need a bucket yeah. in the last 50 seconds? Who do you turn to? One guy. Dame. And that hurts because I'm a Warriors fan, but like,
1: you,
0: you got to respect it.
1: You, you gotta don't got to worry about him. He on the East now. We I mean, if we're, playing in the,
0: if we're playing in the finals, I mean, we kind of have to.
1: Like I said, you ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> I'm playing. <Yeah. laughs> but hey,
0: hey, totally fair. Totally fair. But we'll make this next award quick. I mean, most improved. I got Jordan Poole. He's, he's free from the shackles of championship uh, expectations. He's just going to go off for 27 a night, shooting 39%. No worries. Him and Kyle Kuzma tearing it up in Washington.
1: As long as there's baddies in the crowd. Uh, well, mm.
0: I personally don't know.
1: So. Man, you, you saw how Jordan Poole is. He goes Super Saiyan too. Once you see that, but <laughs> you we know who the who the most improved player is gonna be. Four years Captain from Mr. America himself. Yes. Him Ost him? Austin Reeves, most approved yeah. player. It's about, it's, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's going to win something. He's going to get a lot of all-star votes. We got a whole family community behind him. He's going to do it. He's going to take that next step. Statistically, I see him in the 18 points per game range, 18, four and four ish. I can see it. I want him. I want him at the 50, 40, 90. I think he could do it. <laughs> um, yeah. I have high hopes for Austin Reeves. Yep. Call me. Yeah. I'm yep. Most approved. Let's get it.
0: Yeah. So, so does the uh, entire Philippines. Cause when they were playing, when the United States was playing in the Philippines for the World Cup, they were just mobbing him wherever he went. So that's a lot of pressure. But if anyone can do it, it's a, uh, what'd you say? Captain America?
1: Yep. Captain America. Austin Reeves.
0: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how yeah. that goes. out, But, um, for the next award, we're not staying in America. We're going to France. And for my Rookie of the Year, obviously, it's Victor Wembanyama. Like, come on, like, who else? Who else is as intriguing as Victor Wembanyama? And who has a better shot than Vic to win the uh, the award? Mm. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with that it definitely is. Unfortunately, it's kind of an easy I'm... pick too. Unfortunately, I'm not going with him for my rookie of the year. <laughs> mm. I, but I see it. I, I trust and believe. I feel it. But I just feel like, I don't know, we might have a surprise or we yeah. might have a, a Blake Griffin happen again, where uh-huh. the person that got drafted a year before doesn't play their rookie year, comes back the next year and wins rookie of the year. Who might that be? It's not lightning, but it's thunder. It's Mr. <laughs> Sports Brawl. Chet Hing- Holgram. <laughs> uh i feel like you know I, know I don't know what stats will be but i just i don't know i i think he might have a chance he might have a shot i know scoop's been talking but i'm gonna go with chet chet was you know seven what he's seven one seven yeah seven one right seven one can yeah handle the ball can shoot can do a lot that what vic can do so i just i don't know maybe chet Ooh. might give vic a run for his money well,
0: Yeah, i mean the the one thing i will say that goes against chet is that lou dort the two Jalen Williamses and uh Shay are all playing on the same team, so that might like kind of stunt his production a little bit. Wh- whereas with Vic, he's the dude in San Antonio. Yes, Devin Vassell is there and a couple other guys, but it's Kelvin. Vic, right? Keldon Johnson, shout out your guy.
1: Yeah. A big um, buddy. <laughs> anyways, pause. Anyways, <laughs> uh <laughs> um i feel it i feel it but i just i just i don't know for some reason i feel like chet can be like it might be that defense and i know vic has a defense too but i don't know i just he's chet's had a year in the league i think he might be able to impact it but i see i see your point definitely the the thunder have a lot more a lot more players but hey that five spot might be open i don't know who's the starting center for the thunder
0: that's chet's to lose i guess okay yeah. So real quick then, yes or no. When the season's done, would it be Victor and Chet as the one two in the rookie of the year race, or is it the other way around? Chet Victor for you.
1: I, I think the NBA is gonna give it to Victor regardless, but yeah. that will be the race. Uh yeah. I-, I think there's gonna be a surpriser and I don't think it's gonna be Scoot.
0: Hmm. Okay, fair, fair. I mean you gotta love uh you gotta love Grady Dick in uh in toronto they're gonna let him loose but
1: yeah he's gonna explode for a great amount of points uh, in in i don't know what game it's gonna be but definitely he's gonna explode it's gonna he's gonna be a load to handle on the offensive end when you really think about it grady dick shooting form is just amazing he strokes it yeah, to yeah definitely definitely
0: yeah grady dick's pure dude like if you want something to look at you look at you look at Grady Dick because he's he's the entire package right now. So he might be a surprise. You never know how good he's going to be. But uh, definitely, yeah. Speaking of how good things will be, last one here, Coach of the Year for me. I already mentioned it at the top because I think the Lakers are going to be the best team in the West. It's going to be Darvin Ham, no questions asked. Let's move on. G, who do you have?
1: Ham sandwich. I'm gonna go with Mike Brown. <laughs> just <laughs> again? yeah yeah again again back to give Max. it to him again back to back back to back i'm gonna give it to him is this the first ever coach of the year two times in a row
0: i don't know it might be yeah i don't remember anyone winning it back to back that'd be interesting though
1: they, yeah i think yeah. i'm going mike brown because the kings are surprisers, so let's give it to him
0: all right we got him as the number two seed so damn straight they better be surprisers. but mm-hmm. Last main thing here, your NBA finals prediction: who wins and in how many games?
1: Oh man, I know I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all been watching winning time, but I just feel like it's Rest in it's peace. about time. Yeah, moment of silence. All right, I think it's about time <laughs> that the Lakers play uh, the Boston Celtics. Like, think about how poetic it would be that the Lakers beat the Celtics. In a seven-game series, it's going to go game seven. How much attraction that will be, but also to take the lead for most NBA championships in the NBA. So the Lakers beat the Celtics. They get that 18th championship, the 18th banner, and Mm -hmm. bye-bye Boston, L.A., the real team of the NBA. And LeBron James can sell off to the sunset to play with Bronny James, and we can uh, steal Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics (laughs) because he is a future Laker.
0: All right, just like all the other future Lakers, but um,
1: oh yeah, like Curry,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine I'd be crushed, but um, you know, I mean, for me, kind of similar, but a little bit different. Uh, Bucks over the Warriors and or Lakers in six games, because, like I mentioned, the Bucks, I have them as potentially the best team in the league. They, you know, they seemingly just got better, so I don't see why they couldn't win another championship, and if they don't. They really have to do something because Giannis is about to force his way out. So they got, they have to win, and I feel like this is their best time to do it. But, um, yeah, interesting how the season will go. Uh, just a f- one quick hitter, here, actually. Um, the Warriors were awarded a WNBA franchise set to play in Chase Center in 2025. Just overall quick thoughts because these are quick hitters.
1: Uh, amazing. Let's keep expanding mm. WNBA.
0: All right, yeah. I feel I feel like it's it is too. Like I was watching the the press conference and uh, Joe Lacob made mention of how seemingly all the best players uh you know, women's basketball players come from the West Coast. So why not have this general I guess hub to have all of these great players come through and have their own team because you've seen how many W WNBA players there are. They're so good, but they have to go elsewhere because there's just not enough space. So Hopefully this sets yeah. up like a like a Scholar domino Diggins. effect. Right? Yeah, I mean that's Crazy. I mean sad. Yeah, sad to say like that's kind of like what happened to um to Brittany Griner right like because the WNBA was so small she had to go play elsewhere. I know obviously it was the off season and stuff like that, but you know if the WNBA keeps expanding, keeps growing, more money, things like that won't have to happen. So just. Just my thoughts, and I know that there's a there's a lot of things going on. But at any rate, don't forget to subscribe to the Shooting Bricks podcast and leave a review on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Lastly, make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter, at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram, and at the Shooting Bricks Podcast on YouTube for all the news and the video of this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. And is there anything else you'd like to, to add, you before we sign
1: off? Fly Eagles fly, go Lakers.
0: <laughs> fly Eagles fly go Lakers. And I will say, go Warriors and Warriors now, tomorrow, and forever. And until next time, I'll catch you. We'll catch you guys later.